The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America, 865-255-03 is our telephone number. It is Monday, the best day of the week, especially coming off some big orange victories over the weekend. Ben McKee, Jason Swain live here from the Low T Center Studio. Our one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. On the last day of February... Oh, man, the last day of February. The sun's coming up a little bit sooner. I'm used to seeing Ben walk through the door, and it's dark outside. I saw him walking up, and it was light outside. I don't know if I like that. I think I like I think I like your face in the dark, Ben. Good morning. Give me a V. Go on now. Come on now. Get it up. Get it up. Give me it up. Let me hear you. Let me hear you. Let me hear it. Turn it up. Turn it up. All right. All right. Give it up. What? 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 Give it up. Okay. V O L S V O L S go go go. All right, that wasn't good enough, man. Y'all gotta do it again. <laughs> the L is specifically for you, Bruce Pearl and Stephen Pearl and Jacquez, Jacqueen, however you say your name, Pearl. Jackie. 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 Jackie, Jackie, I don't care. Jackie. And you know what? I waited after the game. Say hey to Steven. I said, hey, Pearl. He ain't even, he ain't even stop, man. I mean, that that's. He ain't even stop. I don't think he knew it was me, but he didn't even stop. Did he look at you? He, I was in the crowd of people. Uh, he didn't see me. I got a good family friend. You got to stand out more than that. I had a family friend that's really cool with one of the assistants there um, at Auburn. So he, he came up to the game with his son and. They went to the game, and he was waiting after the game for a chance to talk to his to his college roommate, who was one of the assistant coaches. So, um, it was – I told him. I said, listen, y'all know Tennessee favor. Y'all about to catch that smoke. About to catch it. Yep. And that's what happened. The L in Vols is specifically for you, Bruce Pearl. Take that for data. I was nervous at the end, though. Yeah, shh. Man, shh. I ain't gonna lie, man. Why, why you got to start with the negative? Palms are sweaty. Why you got to start with the negative? I had lemon booty. I was like, who was serving lemons in here, man? The concession stands. I'm, booty cheeks a little tight. <laughs> <laughs> I was nervous at the end, man. Jabari Smith, who I feel like should be the number one overall pick. Yes, he is a walking bucket. Yes. He had one open shot, open look all day long. Tennessee did a great job keeping a hand in his face. But he's just that great. And he's playing great right now so he he was special man a flawless 28 points it seemed like the only thing that he did was wrong which was 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 get caught talking trash because he was talking trash all game long and for once man uros was really innocent in that situation i saw that yeah i had i had a good view well i I don't know about all that he was innocent in that in that sequence when Jawar Smith got the technical, Uros did not say anything. But the other possessions, you know, they were drawing all day long. But in that sequence, 
Jabari got the rebound. Uros fouls him. And then Jabari said a magic word because he he didn't say much before he got the tech. It, it was a quick tech. He he must have said a magic word to get that technical. He it was, was it was a quick whistle. He was talking. He was talking to the Ziegler. He was talking. Him and Kennedy got like a mutual respect. Well, because Jabari almost came to Tennessee. Jabari uh-huh. and uh, Kennedy came on recruiting recruiting visits to Tennessee together. It was funny to your point about them having a mutual respect. It seems almost as as a friendship. Mm-hmm. that they have because uh, there is that sequence where Kennedy had a breakaway and mm-hmm. Jamari Smith poked it out of bounds, blocked it out of bounds. It, it was more of a, a poke out of bounds. Yeah, strip he out, out, of out of bounds. bounds. It was right. unbelievable athletic. Yes. Effort. I mean, he kind of came out of nowhere and, and Kennedy and they were, they were smiling at each other, laughing mm-hmm. at each other and had a smirk on their face. So you, you could see a friendship there. And I did have a moment several times in my head, man, could you imagine Jamari Smith playing with, Kennedy, look, Jabari, just go ahead, come on over to the good side, play with the good guards, not the overrated guards. Come Justin, on, come on over here. Justin Powell will tell you how much is better, even though he didn't play that much. What he played two minutes. See what the box score says. It was it was about Justin two minutes. Powell played two minutes, and it was probably more like a, a minute and thirty seven seconds, and they rounded up to get to the two. It was cold at night. I mean, Victor Baylor Jr. only played five, so. It, it was more of just riding with Kennedy and Zakai and Josiah. And, who? Who? And Santi. Who? who? Kennedy, Zakai, Santi, and Josiah. Man. Josiah was doing his thing out there. Josiah looked well. He was doing his thing. So Made me mad when he had that foul with his hand in the cookie jar on Jabari Smith. That was, that was an NBA play by Jabari. Yes, that was that was definitely an NBA play. That The, the, the IQ on that play was ridiculous. I mean, I, I sat there on Thursday night and watched D'Angelo Russell of the Minnesota Timberwolves kill the Grizzlies in the fourth quarter because of that exact play. He he did that exact play like three or four times against the Grizzlies, and, and it was the reason the Grizzlies lost to the T-Wolves on Thursday. And then Jabari Smith comes in here on Saturday and does the same exact thing. That That is absolutely an NBA play. To, to play through the contact, the, the IQ to know that Josiah – had his hand in the cookie jar and the swipe up and, and and drain the shot. That that was a big time play, and that I I got a little bit nervous right then. Oh, I was nervous. It it, it wasn't when the, the the inbound pass went through Santi's hands out of bounds or the the other turnover that they that they had. Tillman would have caught it. Who? Said it, Tillman. It was a pass outside of his out of Vescovi's body. Vescovi's body. It was outside of his catch radius, I guess, but. Tillman would have caught it. What he, what he have? He would have caught it. It was it was catchable, but it was a tough pass. He was trying to throw it away from defense, and uh, it was a little wide for Vescovy. He athletic, but he ain't he ain't rubber man. He's not expect the gadget. Mm-mm. That was a, that was a wide pass, but yeah, nervous nervous for the inbounds. Um, her someone said, "Man, if Auburn just pressed every game all game long, maybe they'd be undefeated." I don't know, man. Since I like to go into other people's arenas and disrespect their uh, other team's logo, I don't know how many times you're gonna be able to do that without catching some hands. In this case, you know, losing a game because all you're doing is 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 motivating other team. That's, let me let me that's let me all you're doing. Let me, let me address some some simpletons here, mainly Auburn simpletons. And I don't have a hate relationship with Auburn because. 
a lot of my friends are Auburn friends. We have a we have kind of a um, understanding that we both hate Alabama. So I don't really hate Auburn folks that much. But let me just address some simple things here in the Auburn fan base who says, well, the Auburn team, they do it at home. They do it at home. They dance on their logo at home. I remember going on a visit to Auburn. And I'm the sorry. Fo- yeah, I mean, it was, I was incentivized. Auburn, Auburn's a, a nice place, but we're not going to get into that. I was, morning. I was incentivized. This morning, it's, it's the worst place, the, 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 the most ugliest, terrible place Listen, in the world. I enjoy my Auburn visits. More than, more than Russia or North Korea. I enjoy my Auburn visits. I just say that. But when I was down there at Auburn on my visit, they have the logo inside of their football uh, locker room roped off. They you, still do that. You, you can't walk on the logo inside of the football locker room. I mean, it's seriously roped off, like a VIP section of the club. It is roped off with fancy, fancy ropes. And to see the basketball team dance on their own logo at home, hey, that's cool, whatever, that's what y'all do. That's fine, that's cool. But to assume... To assume that it's not a big deal when you do it on the road, you just you're you're, you're clueless of sports, of the competitive nature of playing college sports, the pride that goes into the logo. You play for the logo on the side of your helmet. You play for the logo and the, the name on the front of the jersey, not the name in the, on the back. That's what's taught to every athlete all over the country. It doesn't matter what sport it is. And to think that you're going to go on the road in somebody else's house and, and dance on the logo, and that's not going to offend them, you are ignorant and delusional if you think, it's not a big deal. Here, here's the Auburn fan. Well, they do it at home. Yeah, I put my feet up on the couch at home. I put my feet on my own coffee table. I put my feet on the my own arm of the chair at home on my couch. There's things I do at home that if I went to Ben's house, I wouldn't do. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be like the Dave Chappelle skit. Like your couch. I wouldn't do that to, to Ben's couch. I wouldn't do that, man. I've been to your house one time, Ben. I've never done that. I, I don't think you've ever been inside my house. That's not true. Your, you, your apartment, I was there. I don't think you ever came inside my apartment. I helped you move. That don't count. That counts. No, it doesn't. It does count. You, it does count. I come visit you. On a regular basis, you come to because work. I I enjoy our friendship. You come to work so much. Man. I mean, I I bought a house for the first time, and you still haven't come to see it. And that that was months ago. I've been booked, <laughs> and you live far. I have no far. reason to come to South Knoxville. Well, you you were at the South Doyle game, and I live like eight ten minutes from South Doyle. It was so a monsoon that you, day. You, you could have swung by and said hello then. That was a play. It was a monsoon that day. It took me like. 
45 minutes to get to South Dallas, 20-minute drive. It's do, a monsoon that I, I do believe you got some food in South Knox about a week and a half ago. And I, and I only live about 10 minutes from that spot, too. You still... Was that is that considered in town? Uh, which up, part? Where you picked up the food? Yeah. No, because that's like my section of town. When when I'm when I'm going to town to do stuff, it's like uh, West Knoxville. All right, I'm coming to, to the hang mall. out. You're you you know? gonna guilt trip me. I'm coming to hang out. And when I come, I'm pulling a Rick James. Like your couch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'm, I'm gonna do what Auburn did and go dance on people's logos and go wait, what, 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 what's the big deal? That's like the person who who fouls in the game, and you can hear the arm get slapped. They get called for a foul, and they're like, what? What? I didn't foul. And the other person's bleeding. It's an obvious foul. What you do at home is your business. You can get away with that at home. It's home. It's your stuff. You want to lounge on the couch, put your elbows on the table, you want to put your feet up on the coffee table, that's fine. You can do that. But do that at somebody else's house to see what happens. You're going to be like Jazz from Fresh Prince. Oh, getting escorted out. You'll get thrown out. And it's a sign of disrespect. Yes. So that's why Arkansas felt a certain type of way. And Arkansas put those hands on uh, on Auburn. Florida probably felt the same way because Florida's logo is huge. And you know Bruce Pearl's weak excuse when Auburn played Arkansas was that the logo is so big it covers up the whole court. Well, Tennessee's logo does not cover up the whole court. It's just a... Word that says Tennessee. So you really have to try to get to midcourt and dance in the logo. And Auburn did. And Uros wasn't having it. Our players wasn't having it. It added more fuel to the fire. And they took that L. Now, Tennessee at home is unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Undefeated. Got a huge game coming up. There's going to be some more pressure on, on the table because – we are checkering Thompson Bowl in the arena. Let's go. It's going to be Liddy. Huh? It's going to be Liddy we in are, the Tommy Bowl. We are check, checkering the arena. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be some more pressure. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Every home game that I've been to this year has been off the chain. Off the chain. Off the chain. Every single one. Not just the big games, but every single one. Tennessee truly has an elite college basketball environment elite and obviously the kentucky atmosphere the the auburn atmosphere uh this upcoming saturday the arkansas atmosphere those are the best of the best atmospheres of what thompson bowling has to offer but there's a a a little side conversation amongst some that that's the only time tba is elite but go back to the vanderbilt game that that arena was loud. The 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 entire arena may not have been sold out, but it's going to be hard to sell out every single game when you have a twenty one thousand seat arena. Uh, TBA, I, I believe when when Vandy was in town had sixteen eighteen thousand people in, which is a lot of people for a college basketball game against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, and it it got very loud. The same for. Ole Miss at 9 p.m. on a Wednesday night. Uh, or No, that was a couple years ago before signing day. But I, I remember that being sold out then. Uh, but the Ole Miss game this year, which I believe tipped off at like 6 or so, if I remember correctly, uh, that one and the Florida game. I mean, the, 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 even the lesser games on the schedule, the, the arena gets so loud. And Rick Barnes made a great point after the game 
uh, a couple of years ago when they played somebody like a Tennessee Tech on Christmas Eve. Rob Lanier, the former assistant, who is now the head coach at Georgia State, he tapped Rick on the shoulder during that game and said, man, we have 16,000 people in here on Christmas Eve. And it's not like they were playing Arizona like they did this season. I mean, they were playing some school like Tennessee Tech, some in-state foe that is not Vanderbilt or Memphis, and 16,000 people. So people can miss me with the whole front-running Basketball fan, TBA, not being as great as some of these other atmospheres conversations. Some some can miss me with that. And I, I think you're spot on with the dancing on the logo as well, Swain. It's the same conversation that I had about the Titans. I, I have said this the last couple of years about the Titans. I, do I think the Titans have ill will behind gathering on the other team's logo before the game? No, I do not. I, I don't think that there are any bad intentions. I, I don't think that they are intending to be disrespectful or, or anything uh, of that manner. But you're still going to piss the other team off, whether you have ill will or bad intentions behind it. I mean, even if that's just kind of your thing, and, and even if you do it at home as well, you're still going to piss off the other team. And yeah. why give the other team free bulletin board material? That, yeah. That's what you're doing. You're, you're just setting yourself up. To, to get run out on. Yep. There's just no need to, to do it. And I I think Auburn started the, the dancing thing at midcourt as something that was very harmless. But now that has become a, a, a topic of conversation. And they to me, now they are doing it on purpose because they are trying to draw the ire of the other fan base. They, they are purposefully doing it to, to get the other fan base going, particularly – when they are on the road. So I don't think it started off with, with bad intentions or, or trying to disrespect the, the other team. But now you, you can't tell me that they weren't trying to get Tennessee fans irritated when they were doing it the other day. Yeah, let's go. So, I mean, you, you get what you asked for. Let's go, yeah. I mean, hey, if if, if you don't care, that's that's fine. That's cool. I mean, if you, if you want to try to walk around like the, the Miami Hurricanes from back in the day, then that's fine. Like, that's cool. But understand – what you're doing, and don't play innocent when folks are bothered by it. When it doesn't turn out in your favor. Well, we do it at home. We do it at home. Okay, don't don't mean that you do it at somebody else's house, but we do it at home. It's the weakest argument ever, ever. And like you said, Ben, it's trying to play both sides. Like, if you win, you're like, yeah, we we dance your logo, so what? If you lose, you're like, oh, but we do it at home. So soft. And, and the fan, I, you know, I, I kind of tip my hat to Auburn fans because they, they will defend that until the death and, and until Auburn dies. So they look so silly. They, they, they look do. so silly doing it. They do. But they, they are unintentionally pissing off the other team. And again, why would you give the other team free bulletin board material? That, that is, that is what you're doing. Let me get to the phones. I got a couple. I got some more things I got I have to say that's on my chest. I will get to it. But, man, how about the rebounding for Tennessee? Just beasted Auburn on the boards. Talking about an Auburn team that, when you look at them, they're bigger. They're more athletic in a lot of areas than Tennessee. But, man, the loose ball that Tennessee was able to get. Randy Huntley Hatfield was all over the place. He was he was fired up. Uh, maybe that Jonas Adu talk from – you know, last week got him fired up, but, man, he was bouncing off the walls. He was active. He was getting loose balls. Tennessee out-rebounded Auburn 
34 to 31. Oh my goodness. Let's get to the phones. Yes. And shame on us for, for not mentioning Brandon Huntley Hatfield until the bottom of the hour. He, no, he was do. one of the first things we should have mentioned we because he, he, yes, but we should have led with that. Yeah. That should have been one of the first things we mentioned. I, I know we've got two and a half hours to go, but Brandon was awesome on on Saturday and, and should have been one of the first things we mentioned. He had as many offensive. We do, but he had as many offensive rebounds as Walker Kessler had total rebounds. Brandon Huntley Hatfield had five offensive rebounds, which was the same amount as Walker Kessler's five total rebounds. BHH was awesome. He had a, a nice block on Wendell Green. He had a nice assist. His his three-pointer that he stepped into with confidence Timely. turned the momentum. Timely. He had a, a heck of a putback dunk. He said that was his favorite play of the, the game for him. It, it seemed like he really gained some confidence with that other putback dunk that he had against Missouri. Uh, last Tuesday night, and uh, since that moment, he's kind of turned a switch. That was awesome. It was awesome. I, 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 I have to mention one negative because it drove me crazy when it happened with Brandon. Yeah, his performance was great. It was the best performance of the year. Mm-hmm. He was active, had a nice block, um, pretty stroke. You know, showed some great effort, but he can't be letting KD Johnson take the ball away from him when he has him back down under the basket. Pin under the basket in the post. Like, you, you can't bring the ball down and let KD Johnson take the ball like that. Yeah, that was his freshman moment. Yeah, you got to be a little bit stronger. You got to dunk on his face. That's what you got to do in that moment. But Huntley Hatfield was was great uh, on Saturday. All right, let's get to the phones. We've got uh, Steve in Georgia. Steve in Georgia, good morning. Hey, good morning, Swain. Um, who, who was that? Remember when T.O. ran and, and got in the middle of the Dallas Star? I can't remember which player it was. T- Someone come over there and and cleaned his clock. Teague. Oh, my goodness, man. Just completely destroyed him. And then, yeah, Miami decided to dance on the uh, on the, on the the Louisville logo that one time, and they, they not only lost the game, they lost the fight. Um, so, yeah, anybody in sports knows you don't dance on the other team's logo. That's disrespectful. Before but the game. I, I just, yeah, right. I, I did have a quick question. Is, is there a more and, I, and excuse me if I'm saying this and I'm not allowed to, but is there a more badass baseball coach in the entire United States than our baseball coach? That joker showed up with gold shoes on, repping a player's jersey, and then, you know, started talking about how he loves that player because that player don't care if anybody likes him. Is that not the personification of our baseball team? But anyway, I, I just wanted to give a shout-out to him for, for supporting and, and, and being there, you know, looking like a boss. And uh, you guys have a great day. Yeah, George Teague hit T.O. when he um, scored a touchdown and ran to the midfield to uh, pose on the star. Steve didn't know if what he said was is, is permitted on the program. I'll just say this. Steve, there is nothing more badass than what Tony Vitello did. He showed up looking like a Q with his gold shoes, and then... He literally... Did not do post-game media on Saturday so he could walk immediately over to <laughs> the basketball game. Yeah, when we had uh, Seth Stevenson on the locker room last night, and uh, he was like, man, Coach Vitello was he was gone quick. Because <laughs> I asked him, I was like, yo, we, where do you get those gold shoes from? Like, I got to give me a pair of those. Those things are fresh. Y'all coach got all the drip. I did say that. I think I did. And um, he was like, Coach was out of there when the game was over. Do you blame Tony Vitello? 
Do you blame Tony Vitello? Who who scheduled Iona? Tony Vitello. My, he knew that Tennessee was playing Auburn, and he knew it was going to be a blowout, so he could slide on over there and get those premium courtside. I am I am mad at Tony. We're we're not going to tip the hat to Tony this morning. I I am mad at you, Tony. Wow. How how dare you schedule that series and make me sit through a twenty seven to one beating on Friday, a a twenty nine to nothing beating on Saturday. And then you had to put a run rule in on Sunday and, and use the excuse that Iona has an 11-hour bus ride back to New York. And uh, if either team is winning by 10 after 7, that that a run rule will go into effect. Tony, how dare you schedule that? That was the worst baseball team I've literally ever seen in my life. 68-3? to 68-3. to three. Is that uh, a record? That is a record. Uh, for, for most runs scored in a... Three-game weekend, yes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I literally, the worst baseball team I have ever seen in respect to the, the league and, and level that a team plays at. Literally the worst team that I've that I've ever seen play. They, Swain, I swear during Saturday's game when Iona walked four, hit, four batters in a row with the bases loaded, they had the bases loaded and walked four guys in a row. I promise you, if you would have put me on the mound, I would not have walked four guys in a row. I promise you. Now, somebody may have taken me deep. I I, I would have gotten my bell rung. Jordan Beck would have hit the ball 600 feet. Yes. He would have peed on your ball. He would have pissed on my baseball. But I promise you, I would not have walked four guys in a row. And I haven't pitched in years. And was nowhere near good enough to pitch in college. <laughs> and I promise you that I would not have walked four guys in a row. That's how bad they were. They couldn't even field a ground ball, just a, a typical regular old ground ball. How much are we paying them for Routine that, for that, ground for that ball. trip? I don't know. Because they could have used some of that money know. to get a flight. 11 hours on a bus back no, to New York? That team does not deserve to fly back. They, they need to, to drive back and think about how terrible they are at the sport that they play. Nothing they can do about it. They wasted a lot of people's time this weekend. 68 to 3 in baseball. Yeah, and, and that is also the definition of H E double hockey sticks. Losing 68 to 3, being embarrassed 27 to 1, 29 to nothing. And then they have to put a run rule in and, and kind of make up the run rule just because you are that bad and it is that embarrassing. You you lose that bad and are embarrassed all weekend. Everybody who knows you is a shame to know you because you play baseball for Iona. Well, you are the joke amongst all of your former baseball buddies because you play at Iona and are being embarrassed in that manner. On top of all that, you then have to go 11 hours on bus back to New York through Washington, D.C., through Philadelphia, and all the way through New York City. That is the definition of H-E double hockey stick. I heard when I got to New York, even the Statue of Liberty was shaking her head in disgust. <laughs> She's like, mm, mm, mm. I mean, I've seen a lot in my day. And what's but, crazy? Mm. They 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 got back probably three or four hours ago. Mm. Literally the lot. worst baseball team I've ever seen in my life. Mm. I I knew that it was going to be a, a an unentertaining weekend in terms of competitive baseball. Uh, it it was entertaining to watch Trey Lipscomb hit for the cycle on Friday, and there are some other really cool moments. Uh, Chase Burns, Ch- Chase Dolander, really fun to watch them pitch. But in terms of competitive baseball, I knew it was going to be very unentertaining and, and not a lot of fun. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I mean, they lost 
I mean, they, they barely suffered their worst loss of the, loss of the season on Friday. When, when they lost by 26, they almost didn't even suffer their worst loss of the season because last Saturday they lost the Old Dominion 24 to nothing. Good, that's great. How do you lose the Old Dominion 24 to nothing? And then they lost on Sunday to Old Dominion 19 to nothing. 24 nothing, 19 nothing. So I knew it wasn't going to be a very fun weekend. But it, it, it'll ramp weekend. up this weekend. I had a great weekend. I, I had a great weekend as well. Uh, I do want to share the, the Tony Vitello quotes, if that's okay with you, because I thought uh, – I don't his, know, man. You didn't diss them. There's no sense talking about them now. You didn't diss them so yeah, much. Fight Tony. How dare you schedule Iona? What <laughs> what what did we, the media, do to make you mad, Tony? Why why did you want to make us suffer through that this this weekend? What size do you think you wear? I don't know. He's kind of short. Yeah, he probably wear like a – maybe a nine and a half. He probably wear like a 15. Uh, Tony Vitello was asked about sitting courtside for, for the game on Saturday against Auburn. And, and he had so many great quotes in this one quote. Uh, he said, I hate to admit it because my number one focus needs to be baseball, but I've been thinking about that game for a while. Someone was generous enough to give me those tickets, but I would probably get thrown out of a minimum of seven games if I had those tickets all year long. So now I understand where Spike Lee and some of those people were coming from. I don't know that I need to be down there again. Our team, too, in basketball, sometimes to be a great team, you have to go through some stuff, and maybe you get into some arguments internally and externally, and you play worse than you should sometimes, or you play worse than you could have. But a lot of times that is valuable ingredients to being a great team. I think our guys have gone through some of that stuff on game day. It's more valuable to learn lessons, but without being in that locker room, just being a fan and an observer – I think those guys have really found themselves, and those guys are fun to watch. How could you not have fun sitting there watching that game? And two, that environment was insane, maybe because I had better seats, but that Kentucky game was unbelievable. But that environment yesterday was better. I, I love this quote for so many reasons. There's like three main things that stick out to me. His, his comment about uh, thinking about the basketball game instead of the baseball game that his team was playing in had me rolling. And so did him saying that if he sat down there uh, all season long courtside next to Randy Boyd, he'd, he'd been ejected probably seven times. No, he would by now. He would. He's gonna be acting crazy in front of Randy now. That that uh, Randy was that Randy was into it. He, he might have. Um, and, and then on top of saying that the Auburn environment was better than the Kentucky one, which I, I do agree with, although both were were just tremendous. Uh, he, he gave great insight to the inner workings of a team and, and perfectly described this Tennessee basketball team. And, man, how, how about the coaching job that Rick Barnes has done? Because we thought they were dead to rights and bound for a, a first weekend exit from the NCAA tournament. And now it looks like they could make a Elite Eight run, Sweet 16 run. One analyst is saying that they, they could make a Final Four run, possibly. Uh, or it, it wouldn't surprise them if they made a Final Four run. The, the, the comment about Tony and just kind of how Tennessee basketball has improved because of them going through the tough times earlier in the year and that being valuable ingredients to being a great team, I thought that was a terrific quote on, on so many levels from Tony Vitello. His Zakai so, uh, Ziegler quote was probably better, though. I mean, this team is where they are right now because they got better, not because anybody was wrong, because at the time they were playing – like they were going to be going home yep. in the first round. But they got better. Mm-hmm. And when you think about 
the makeup of this basketball team, there's a lot of new faces. I mean, Ziegler and Chandler, they're new. Huntley Hatfield is new. Jonas Adu is new. Like, there's a lot of new guys on this on this team. And it takes time to gel and and, and know what each other's doing and, and play fast and have confidence. And right now, they're doing everything you want a basketball team to do at this point of the season, and that is play their best. Tennessee is playing their best. And you add Auburn, you add Arizona, and you add Kentucky to the teams that have come in here, potentially have a chance to be number one seed. At worst, they'll be number two. And they they came in here, and they took an L or down double digits. Every team was down double digits at one point. And the home crowd is unbelievable. Un-freaking-believable. Now, we got to, we got to. We got to learn a little something about the whole overrated chant. We got to. I'm glad Rick Barnes said what he said because it was time for us to just have an educational moment. Like, yeah, we see that chant a lot in sports history, but it's time for us to be the trendsetters. It's time for us to set an example and just be smarter than every other every other fan base. You minimize your own efforts when you call a team overrated that you beat. Mm-hmm. You want them to be properly rated. You want them to be the best team ever. Because if you beat them, it makes you look better. Like, I had the same reaction as Rick when I heard the chant. I was like, stop, stop, stop. You know, I was low-key. Had my hat on. I was just low-key. When I, when I when that chant happened, I was like, come on, y'all. Let's not do that. Let's be, let's be better than, than normal fans. But man, it was it was an unbelievable atmosphere. It was a great game. Um, it was cool to see Ziegler. Do his thing. It was cool to see Kenny Chandler do his thing and rise to the occasion and play some of his best basketball. Um, Kennedy, Kennedy did have four turnovers. Not his best day as far as assist to turnover ratio. But, man, he is a magician magician when it comes to driving the ball to the basket and not getting that shot blocked. Walker Kessler had his average day blocking shots. I mean, he's averaging four blocks a game. We didn't have almost triple double, um, <laughs> with with ten or eight blocks. He he had four. His average. Yeah, he had four rebounds and four assists, which are are really good. But eight points on three of seven shooting. You sign up for that all day long, and yep. I I am utterly stunned that he only had five rebounds. Yep. Yeah, I'll be stepped up to the challenge, man, in the rebounding department mm-hmm. and defending defending him. Yeah, and, and the, the awesome part is it just wasn't one person. I mean, e- each post player that played had a role in helping Tennessee win the rebounding battle 54-31. They are late in the game. Tennessee had more rebounds than Auburn had points, and I just, I'm just stunned by that because I, I, I did not expect that uh, just – looking at the game on paper going into it, the, the the numbers did not indicate that that would be the case, but that's why you play the game. That, that's why the games aren't played on paper. That, that's why the games are played on a field, a court, a diamond, a, a whatever. And, and Tennessee just completely took it to Walker Kessler. They were physical with him mm-hmm. early and often and, and throughout the game. And, again, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, eight rebounds. Josiah Jordan-James, nine rebounds. Urosh, seven rebounds. Jonas Adu. Five rebounds. John Fulkerson, nine rebounds. Uh, so not a whole lot of scoring from the post players. 
Uh, Urosh had a couple nice shots and made both of his free throws. He had six points. Uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield had five points on two of four shooting. He had that big three to kind of swing the momentum back in Tennessee's, Tennessee's favor yep. after they went down 11. Uh, Folky, uh, only two of eight for five points, but his two buckets that he made were uh, in the second half, if I remember correctly, and when Tennessee really needed a basket. Um, and he was terrific rebounding the basketball and, and had a couple of really nice assists, uh, a, a backdoor cut to, to Kennedy where he had a nice uh, pass through splitting two defenders to, to set Kennedy up for a layup where Walker was a step late on the help defense and, and couldn't get over in time to, to block Kennedy's shot. So one post player did not dominate the game, but they all all chipped in and, and impacted it and helped Tennessee pull out that win and, and limit Walker Kessler. I mean, Jamari Smith was the the only guy that really did anything. I mean, Katie Johnson did have 18 points, but not looking at the box score, it didn't feel like Katie Johnson had a good game, uh, at least like to the natural eye. Uh, he did have his moments. He had a big three where I don't know how he didn't break his ankle stomping on the TBA floor. Uh, he had some, some big-time baskets at the rim. Uh, so he did make some plays here and there, but it's not like he was just dominating the game from from start to finish. At least the, the eye test for me did not signal that. I mean, he, he barely impacted the game elsewhere. He had one rebound, one assist, one steal, three fouls, two turnovers. And, and he had the second worst plus minus on the team. So outside of the 18 points, he didn't have much of an impact uh, elsewhere in the game. And in fact, according to the stats, he, he in, impacted the game negatively elsewhere. Yeah, but Jabari was was it was kind of a, a one man show. Twenty seven points. He, he was terrific, and and I agree with what you said earlier. He he sure, certainly should be the the number one overall pick. Him or Paulo, uh, I think Chet Holmgren is good, but I I think Paulo and uh, Jabari are better. I see Kevin Durant, man. Yeah, I do too. But I then I, I turned on the the Duke. Well, I went back as soon as I got home. I watched the Tennessee game back as soon as I got home, and Duke Syracuse was right after Tennessee, and Duke could not miss. And, and Paulo Boncaro was like three for three from three uh, to to start that game, and, and Duke literally could not miss. It, it was crazy. Uh, they were busting yeah. Jim Beheim's zone defense, and and Paulo was making it rain. So I, I Paulo isn't necessarily a Kevin Durant, but he is a he is a scorer. Yeah, Duke beat Syracuse even worse. Um, at home early in the season. But I see a mix between Kevin Garnett and Kevin Durant with Jabari Smith. Yeah. So it's like a mix. Yeah, he he should not be that skilled for somebody who is 6'10". He, he's, he's, a, he's a freak. He, he's he's gonna, unreal. He's going to make a whole lot of money Man, in the NBA. He's already made a whole lot of money. I mean, that's went, true, went, but he's going to make a whole lot of money. He went to Auburn. Money. This is true, but that, that Auburn money ain't NBA max no, contract money. No, it's not that. It ain't $30 million a year money. He ain't getting that max until second second deal, but he's gonna get it. He's gonna make a lot on his first. It. He's gonna get a lot on his first. He's gonna make even more on his second and, and his third and his fourth. You're right about that. He 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 paid, man. He is paid. His first his first contract won't be as much as his first contract at Auburn, but it's gonna be a lot. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot. 865-255-03. We'll take a quick timeout. Our one is brought to you by Hiller. Plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical. Happyhiller.com. Stay with us.
Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody Trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at NobodyTrashesTennessee.com. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to atfcu.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, 
stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Fools remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com. in high quality fiber internet and voice business owners you get to start your relationship with iris networks 90 days no payment for business internet and voice go to their website for more information irisnetworksusa.com ben mckee jason swain and um so yesterday was the last home game for the lady vols um, my oldest daughter her favorite player is ray burrell um, so i got tickets to the game the tickets too, Ben. I, I'm and, not surprised. And uh, everybody can see you on TV on Saturday. Uh, fake news. So real I, news. I um, uh, it was me and the, the three girls. We went to the uh, Lady Ball game yesterday, and and uh, the reason why we went is because my daughter wanted to see Ray Burrell. She wanted to see Ray in her last home game. So we went, and the game started at two, and um, you know it was over around four or whatever, and so we camped out. We camped out and wanted to wait until my daughter had an opportunity to say hey to Ray Burrell and get a picture. So, in the meantime, um, there was a lady that was that was walking. Uh, we was in the Ray Mears room. We snuck in, and uh, <laughs> and we was in the Ray Mears room after the game and saw a lady uh, that was walking with another gentleman and a little kid around nine years old, and she had a Ray Burrell. Uh, button on. So I was like, that, that, that gotta be Burrell's family. So I stopped the, the lady and was like, hey, are you Ray's mother? And she was like, no, I'm her aunt, but here's her mother. 
And so her mother comes over, and this is while Ray was still doing interviews and all that stuff, and didn't come out yet. So I got a chance to meet like Ray Braille's family, mom and, and cousins and, and sister, aunties, and, and and her little cousin was playing with my little kids, and um, it was really cool to kind of meet the Braille family. Uh, they had people from all over the United States that come that came in to support Ray in her last home games. And so Ray gets out and we finally get the the autograph and daughter get a chance to talk to Ray and a picture and it just made it just made my daughter's like year because that's her favorite player. And I just want to give out a boy, out a girl to the Burrell family for just being so gracious with the time and um, they don't understand the impact that that made on on my oldest. So I just want to give them an attaboy, girl, and we can't wait to see where Ray, where Ray goes in the WNBA draft because wherever she goes, I'm pretty sure I'll have to be buying a jersey for for, for uh, the oldest. I and, love it. Uh, I was told that Ray Burrell got some gear dropping. Hey, let's go. She so, she deserves it. I, I feel bad supporter. that her senior year has kind of gone the way that it has just with getting hurt what opening night right wasn't that opening night when she got hurt uh, at end of the first quarter or so first half yeah it was super and, super and missed several games and she's been coming off the bench since and she appears to be fine now and man she had a tough shooting day yesterday Take yes. that 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 was on her senior day uh and and the lady balls have they've struggled down the stretch and part of it due to injury uh, they are w- without three starters, essentially. People forget that Marta Suarez was going to be a starter for this team, and she got hurt right before the season. And Jordan Horston, a walking triple-double, mm-hmm. looks like she's done for the season. Ray Burrell, I would imagine, has not been playing at 100% all year. and She was limping a little bit yesterday. Yeah, Keon Green, not necessarily a starter, but your only reliable post player off the bench. And... As we talked about several weeks ago, one of, if not the most important leader on the team. So, Kelly, man, she 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 has been snake bitten by some uh, tough luck this year, and really since she since she got to Tennessee, um, she she's been snake bitten um, by by the by the injury bug. So, hate that Ray Burrell's senior season and Keon Green's senior season. Who was the third senior? Uh, Alexis Die. Um, hasn't necessarily gone according to plan. Hopefully, they can make a run here in the SEC tournament. Uh, the Lady Vols will play Friday around 9.30 Eastern. They are the last game of the day. And they they will either play Auburn, Alabama, or Georgia. I think Georgia's the third team. I, I know. I don't, don't, don't see Georgia right now. I, I think it's Georgia. I know Auburn and Alabama play on the first day of the SEC tournament. And then... The winner of all Auburn, Alabama, they will play Georgia. Yes. So, and then the winner of that game between Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, will play Tennessee. The last game on on Friday, and then uh, if Tennessee were to advance and chalk takes place, uh, LSU, the two seed, would be who the Lady Balls play yet again on Saturday. So the SEC tournament getting underway this this week in Nashville. This year, hopefully the Lady Balls can can make something shake and hopefully make a run in in 
the NCAA tournament as well. Real quick before we hit the top of the hour, I do want to give uh, Trey Lipscomb an attaboy. Uh, I mentioned earlier that he hit for the cycle on Friday and, and really want to paint the significance of that because it does not happen often. Just the fourth time it's ever happened by a Tennessee baseball player. Uh, he was a perfect five for five, nine RBIs, and was the Good first resources. ball to hit for the cycle since the good Jordan Rodgers did so against Kentucky in 2016. So Trey Lipscomb was was tremendous. Again, the fourth player in program history to hit for the cycle. He homered in the first inning, doubled in the second, singled in the third, and tripled in the fifth to accomplish the rare feat. And he said that he did it once in high school and that he didn't even know that he had hit for the cycle uh, until they – threw the ball back into the dugout after he hit the triple. So didn't even realize he could hit for the cycle and didn't realize that he did until he got the third base on his triple there in the fifth inning. Said his favorite hit of the day was his double in the second inning that landed five feet from the infield. That that was his favorite hit because it was a little bloop double that Iona probably should have caught, but Iona sucks at baseball. Uh, so he he has been tremendous so far, and real interested to see what he does uh, this upcoming weekend against better competition. Chris Burke hit for the cycle against Vanderbilt back on May eleventh, two thousand and one. Burke. Matt Duffy did so against New Orleans. Duffy, yeah. In two thousand and eleven, and then again, the good Jordan Rogers did it against Kentucky back on April Fool's Day of two thousand and sixteen. 865-255-03. It is time for our two. Our one is in, in the books. Our one is brought to you by Pillar Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. We will take our top of the hour break and uh, return after this.